Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. He gets so crazy at times. It sounds like... You yell back at your radio. What are you talking about? What the hell? He gets so angry. You tweet to try and calm him down. Now... He gets an hour all to himself. It's Sparky's Midday Madness on the fan with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Welcome in, Sparky's Midday Madness, live from the Lakeland University Studios, a leader in online education for more than 25 years, Lakeland. Dot E-D-U, Steve Sparky Pfeiffer, other side of the glass, Dan Plucker, executive producer extraordinaire. Thanks for hanging out with us today. We're going to talk a little bit about the Packers winning this NFC North. We really didn't get into it all that much as far as the NFC North title goes uh, in winning that deal. Last night, we you know come on the air uh, doing the Green and Gold postgame show presented by Lakeland University. And Mayor Mitch Ross was our producer last night, uh, and he tweeted out from the 1250 account, ho-hum, another NFC North title for the Packers. And there was part of me was like, ho-hum. I mean, a division title is a division title. Like, that's something to get on and be proud of, or whatever the case may be. And so I was interested to hear how this was all going to play out after the game. Like, how much uh, of this NFC North title stuff was actually going to be brought up after the game uh, to the different players and coaches uh, and so forth. And, of course, it it was brought up. And some of the reaction uh, was from Matt LaFleur about winning the division. And, again, something that he does every year as head coach three years in now. Win divisions and you win conference championships. Well, that that is always the first goal is you, you have to win your division. That guarantees you a home playoff game. And it really gets you in the dance. And that's ultimately what, what you, you'd like to do. But I think it's fair to say that everybody has the same ultimate goal. And that's to be the last team standing at the end of the year. And until we do that, I don't think we'll be satisfied. But at the same time, um, I love the, I love this team. I love this group, just how they battle, how they how, how connected they are as a group. And, uh, you know, this team's faced a lot of adversity over the course of the year. We just continue to find a way and, and they're a resilient bunch. And it's it's great to see each and every game. It seems like there's somebody else that steps up and makes a play. So there's Matt LaFleur talking about the importance of winning the division. I misspoke and said they win uh, conference championships. Uh, they don't. They lose conference championships games with LaFleur. But either way, I understand my point. They get to the conference uh, championship, but they consistently win. And for me, it's, is it about winning division titles? Like, I just think as a, as a fan base, and I realize some people go, oh, Packer fans are spoiled. They are spoiled. Bucks fans are spoiled or whatever. Fine. Call us what you like. Call us a spoiled fan base. But this isn't about winning division titles. You're expected to win the division title with Aaron Rodgers at quarterback. That's an expectation. Will that be an expectation when Jordan loves it as quarterback? Nope. No chance. If Jordan Love is a starting quarterback in 2022, my expectation is not going to be a division title. It's not. 17 games, my expectation will be 7 to 9 wins. That'll probably be my expectation level going in. Will that be good enough to win the division? Probably not. Maybe. But that's not going to be the expectation. 
With Aaron Rodgers, the expectation is not only win the division, the expectation is bare minimum conference championship with the hopes of a Super Bowl. That's where it would be. So when the whole thing of ho-hum, it's a division title, I don't think that's necessarily out of line. So the question is this. How big of a deal is it to you that the Packers won the North? Simple. Like, were you high-fiving your buddies and high-fiving your family members? Woohoo! NFC North champs! Yeah, buddy, let's do shots! But were you doing that after they won the North? Or was it like, uh, I didn't even know they could win the North today. Yeah, whatever. That's nice. What was what's what's the reaction to you of winning the NFC North? 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. Tweet us at 1250 AM. The fan, Aaron Rodgers, talked about it too. I think in moments like this, it's important to, uh, as much as you win with class, you have to savor these a little bit. These are... These are special. It's just the first step in our goals. But um, a lot of times a coach speak, and I'm not saying Matt did this, but a lot of times there might be coach speak that takes over and says, hey, you know, this is okay. This is just one goal and we have bigger goals and stuff. But I think it's important to keep that perspective on how special uh, accomplishing this is three years in a row. And so just to enjoy it, to savor it, savor these moments. These These are special moments. Again, from a player perspective, right, I, I get it. Right, beginning of the year, you set goals for your team, right? Whether it's win the division. And then if you win the division, that means you're in the playoffs, which is another goal is to be in the playoffs. So you knock down two goals right away. Then what's the next goal after that? Is the next goal after that be in the conference championship game? Is the next goal after that be in the Super Bowl? For me, and again, fan talking, not player talking. Goal, win Super Bowl. That's it. That's the goal. I don't, I'm not going to waste everybody's time on my team talking about winning the North. Stop. You all know we're going to win the North. You all, we all expect to win the North. I'm wasting everybody's time writing it down. The goal is to win the Super Bowl. That's the only goal we have. That's it. That's the goal for my players. Period. Now, again, different goals for different teams. Right? For the Brewers, goal is make the playoffs. Period. That's the goal. See what happens. Now, next year... Maybe the goal is make the World Series because you've been there so often and you've got the pitching staff. So maybe that goal changes. If you're the Pittsburgh Pirates, again, I know this sounds ridiculous. My goal is to win 81 games. Then the second goal is make the playoffs. 500 is the first goal. Playoffs is the second goal. You have to know who you are. This team should know that it's about winning Super Bowls. More titles are nice. Want to hear guys talking about, well, that was a goal. I, To me, again, I don't understand. If you're the Vikings, sure. Bears, gotcha. Lions, 500 should be the goal. Then talk about you know getting in the playoffs. Then bring up division titles. I, I, to me, I just don't even see the point of even writing it down on the board or telling everybody that our goal is to win the North. Obviously. But the goal is to win the Super Bowl. We have bigger fish to fry than winning the division. Nate, north side of Milwaukee, you're up first on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's going on, Nate? What's good, Sparky? Um, yeah, I totally agree with you. Um, Aaron Rodgers and everybody made it. Um, this last dance crap, um, they made it about winning the Super Bowl. So that's what it's about. Um, yeah, um, winning the NFC North is a step to winning the Super Bowl, but it's only a step. Um, you can be happy about it, but when when uh, when this week is over with, whenever you go back to getting ready for the Browns, it's done and over with. This the goal is to win a Super Bowl, um, and went um, in this in this off right. Um, and then uh, if I could just get off topic for real, real quick, uh, uh, Godwin, his he's out for the season. Out for the year, and uh, Evans is week to week with a strained hamstring. Isn't Godwin? Isn't Godwin on a franchise tag? Didn't sure is on a franchise tag. Yep. So that's probably going to affect his money down the line. No doubt. Down the line. Sure is. Yep. Yeah. That's exactly right. And and that's the the thing. When you play on that franchise tag uh, and you're playing on a one-year deal, that can really screw everything up. Or if you're heading into free agency and you tear an ACL or something, going into free agency, yeah. And and that's why a lot of teams try and secure guys to longer-term deals and they use that as leverage and just say, Okay, you want to go one year to one year, that's fine. But if you get hurt, you know, it's going to cost you. You can take the guaranteed money now that we're willing to give you bonus-wise, or you could bet on yourself. And 
you know, betting on yourself works when you don't get hurt. But if you get hurt, now you cost yourself a ton of money. Yeah, that's a bummer. Uh, I didn't realize that until until today. I'm like, he's on a franchise tag. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Nate, thanks for yeah. the call. Appreciate it. And see, the same type of deal here goes uh, for anybody that that's playing it year to year or playing, uh, you know, one year with a second year team option or something like that. Anytime you're in that situation when you're gambling on yourself, yes, you're gambling on yourself stats-wise that you're going to put up big numbers, but the bigger gamble is will you be able to stay healthy through the season and then get that payday at the end from another team? Because that's what Godwin was doing. Godwin was rolling the dice that he would get paid the bigger money probably from somebody else at some point, and now he's completely screwed. So now what's going to happen? Now he's going to end up back with Tampa Bay at a discounted price, because he's not going to play a majority of, well, he'll play some of them next year. What is that? ACL now is, what, nine months? Something like that. So nine months, that means he should be back somewhere around September, October next year. So he'll probably miss the first month or so of the season. Uh, and back. He's not going to get nearly as much money as if he would have been healthy and done something in the playoffs. That That's, that's for certain. Uh, let's see here. Downtown Dave, you're next on Sparky's Midday Madness. How big of a deal is it to you that the Packers won the NFC North, Dave? Uh, I think we just lose sight of it. It's a big accomplishment because it's been done so many times. You know, it's like they're an elite team. And they, for the most part, they've got the best quarterback in the league. But I think you just you just take it for granted. Like, you can imagine like Miami Dolphins, you won something. Or you're the Jags, you want something. You're the Lions, you want something. Right. If you're not a great organization, then, you know, getting 500 is a big deal. Getting a wild card is a big deal. Getting a division title is a big deal. But when you're at the top of the at the top of the mountain like the Chiefs, the Packers, uh, or the Buccaneers now with Brady, those things aren't as big of accomplishments when you're expected to be better than that. Oh, it's one more thing on the Godwin thing, and you can drop me, is uh, nobody gets hurt in the NFL, so... What do you mean nobody gets hurt in the NFL? What does he mean? What does that mean? Did I miss something, Plucker? You help me explain what downtown Davis talking about. Nobody gets hurt in the NFL. Of course. I mean, everybody. A lot of people get hurt in the NFL. And that's that's something that, that, that you've got to deal with. And that's why, again, when you play on these franchise tags, you really put yourself up against the ability to stay healthy. And then you take a position like wide receiver where you're constantly, you know, taking shots and getting hit and cutting and all of that, an ACL injury to a wide receiver, you know, probably even a bigger deal than it is an offensive lineman because you have to have that ability to cut. Your knee is a huge piece. You know, you tear your, tear your ACL as an offensive lineman or an interior offensive lineman, yes, it, it definitely matters. Now, tackles, I think that's more, more detrimental uh, to an offensive tackle. But when you're in space, maybe you're able to come back maybe a, a little bit sooner. Um because you're not moving around as much as, say, a wide receiver. Are you looking for a new career? Think you be a part of a Christian-based family-run company. How about a company that's been in business for over 30 years? Well, our good friends over at Young Express are looking for dispatchers. This is what you need. You need to be able to multitask in a fast-paced environment, good communication skills. You have to be computer literate, which means know the basics. Uh, an overall friendly disposition. I translate that as don't be a jerk. Because uh, you have to deal with a variety of customers and drivers. I, I always say, if you if, or have been told you're overly friendly and why are you so happy, perfect. That That's that's who they want. No experience necessary, and they'll train you to be a dispatcher. Now, Young Express brings you on and hires you. Competitive hourly wage, paid holidays, vacation time, personal days, 401k with company match, health plan, profit sharing. All you have to do is apply today at youngexpress.com. That's J-U-N-G express.com. Young Express success drives them. Welcome in. Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The fan. Our guy over at the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, J.R. Ratcliffe, just put out a tiebreaker piece uh, on the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel website as far as all the different tie-breaking scenarios of how the Packers can get the one seed and so forth. Uh, and as we were talking about um, in the break, which you guys weren't privy to uh, during the big show, as far as the Rams winning, there's a four-way tie uh, essentially in the uh, for that two seed behind the Green Bay Packers. Uh, and based on what I'm seeing here from Jared Radcliffe, the NFC record tiebreaker is what the tiebreaker then becomes if you get past two teams uh, with a tiebreaker. So if Green Bay ends up tying with Dallas and Tampa 
for that one seed, um, then Dallas gets the top seed. The Packers would end up as a two. If Green Bay ties with Arizona and Tampa, uh, then the Packers would still get uh, the top seed at that point because of the NFC record tiebreaker. If they're with Los Angeles and Tampa, uh, the Packers uh, would then still get the top seed. If Green Bay ties with Dallas and Los Angeles or Arizona, uh, Dallas gets the top seed and Green Bay uh, ends up the two. So pretty much from this standpoint, if there is a tie between Green Bay and anybody else with more than one team, so taking head-to-head out, the way it looks is is Green Bay would end up at the one or the two seed. Like, they would not fall, it doesn't appear, all the way down to possibly the four seed uh, at this point, it looks like. So that's good news, uh, that you would get the one or the two. As it sits right now, right, you would get the Packers – uh, as the one seed, they would take on the worst case, uh, the worst team left uh, at that point. Now, if everybody held serve and won the games they were supposed to win, they'd end up with Arizona in Green Bay. Uh, that also would set up a situation where if Dallas can do their job, Green Bay does theirs, you could have a McCarthy-led Cowboys team in Green Bay at Lambeau for a chance to go to the Super Bowl uh, in the NFC title game if it holds the way it currently is right now with Dallas uh, as the, the, the two seed with three games to play uh, for both teams. So something to keep an eye on. How big of a deal is it to you that the Packers won the NFC North? 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. You can also tweet us at 1250 AM, the fan. I'm going to go to Plucker here because Plucker has a different perspective, Dan Plucker, uh, than the rest of us do. He's a Lions fan, obviously. So a little bit different perspective, but he's also been here with the radio station uh, talking Packer football for a number of years, too, uh, and knows all about the Packers, clearly. Uh, what do you think, Plucker? How big of a deal should it be to Packer fans, in your opinion? Yeah, I don't think it should be that big of a deal for Packer fans, comparatively speaking. It's all it's all dependent on expectations. The expectation at this point, and for a while, was that they were going to win the NFC right. North because the Bears stink, the Vikings have been hot and cold and have shown flashes but have not been able to figure it out completely and the Lions are terrible and so when it comes down to it the assumption all season long pretty much from start to finish was that the Packers were going to be winning this thing from from the get-go unless the Vikings had come out and just you know rolled over their opponents early in the season had a five and one start six and one start different story and I think people are a little bit more excited about this uh, but as of right now, they're the first team to clinch. Uh, they're the first team to win their division, and it's it's it seemed like it was a long time coming for a while. With so the expectation had changed from winning the division and getting you know the tops one of the top seeds to now getting the one seed as their which is where they're currently sitting. And I think that's what the expectation was. Now it's probably from there winning the super bowl and getting past that NFC championship game hump because it's the last dance season but i think a, a lot of packer fans i'm not saying all of them will be cuz i we have dedicated listeners and all of these things but i think a lot of packer fans would be happy if this season did end with a super bowl whether they win or lost obviously it's devastation early and 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 all these different things but you finally got over that hump with Matt LaFleur yeah if they don't and, win in the playoffs then people are going to lose their minds oh then That's this is it. literally if, not going to matter if, at if all if they don't win if they don't go to the super bowl like you're saying if they get there that could be good enough for a lot of people but if if they don't even get to the super bowl and they get knocked out in the playoffs before reaching the super bowl then people are going to be livid. Like if the Cowboys yes. beat them in the second round or if they lost in the NFC Championship again oh, in the McCarthy Buccaneers. McCarthy beats them. Oh, my God. If McCarthy and the Cowboys beat the Packers, it would be the end of the world here. <laughs> it would be. Oh, ugly. Ugly, ugly, ugly. Brady, if he beats him again, that's going to be a problem. And then you know what's going to happen? There, there's two versions of this. One, people are going to get mad at LaFleur because it's going to be like, okay, you're a great regular season coach, but you can't get him over the hump. But the other part of this is going to be where it's going to take pressure off of LaFleur to a certain degree, is if Rodgers then says, okay, I'm out, I'm going to go somewhere else because I can't win a title here, then all the pressure comes off the floor going forward because the Super Bowl expectations will vanish into thin air once Jordan Love takes over as starting quarterback, at least for the time being. Adrian Amos talked after the game about winning a division title too. We have a high expectations in the locker room, but we also like to we have to enjoy um, winning. We have to enjoy winning. Um, I know um, you know we, we're grateful for the win. 
Um, we're happy that we won um, this game, but you know, it's a it's a week by week thing. You know, we we enjoy this today, and then we get you know get back to work tomorrow. Um, well, we got we got rest day tomorrow, but that's still that recovery is for next week. So um, you know, um, the the locker room, everybody's happy. You know that, that we accomplished our first goal because um, our first goal is always to win in North. But then um, you know. It, now it's time to you know keep working and keep building and stacking games and, and building that momentum um, going into the playoffs. There's Adrian Amos, Packers starting safety, talking about how big of a deal it is to appreciate the fact that you won a division title. Travis tweets at Sparky Radio and at 1250 AM, the fan answering the question, how big of a deal is it to you that the Packers won the North? He says, truly, I forget winning a division is a thing, but is it a big deal to other fan bases to win their division? Yeah, I think it is a big deal to other fan bases whose teams aren't that good and haven't been that good for a number of years. Like, if you're trying to break through and be a playoff team, then yes, it's a big deal. No question. Or if you're a team that's battled injuries all year long and maybe are are getting hot at the right time here at the end of the year, maybe it's a bigger deal to you at that point Um, as far as just getting in the playoffs. I've been using Miami with Tua because they're hot right now. They get all the way back to 7-7. and I think they were 1-7 and at some point. Uh, and now they've won six straight, so back to seven and seven. So for them, if and when they clinch a playoff berth, forget the division title, if and when they clinch a playoff berth, that's going to be a big deal. Uh, the Indianapolis Colts, that's another team in the AFC uh, that they were under 500 for a long time and couldn't seem to get their feet underneath them to because they had a tough start to the season. Uh, Wentz had uh, dual uh, sprained ankles, or both of his ankles were sprained. It took them a while to get going, and now they're kind of in the thick of it uh, in the AFC playoff race. So clinching a playoff spot for them, not to mention all those cameras being around for hard knocks in season, uh, also has presented, uh, I'm sure, more distractions than they wanted. But from that perspective, yeah, those are big deals for sure. The Chargers trying to win a division and get a division uh, title for the first time in forever against the Kansas City Chiefs the other night. Huge deal because they haven't won one forever. But when you win a division title, what, nine of every 10 years or whatever it is for the Packers, I just don't think it's as big of a deal. The players say it is, but I'm asking you as a fan, is it a big deal? Mike in Pewaukee, you're next on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's going on, Mike? Hey, Sparky. Yeah, hey, that's a good, good question. And it is a big deal. And you know what? Yesterday, I guess I didn't really realize the, the scope of the fact that they won a third consecutive NFC North championship. That is, it's a huge deal. And, you know, I, I hate it when I'm told by, you know, people, whether it be a host like you, not you in particular, right. but, you know, a host of a show or, or um, you know, a national pundit, a national uh, person who says, "Oh, we got. I got to let you go, Mike. Thanks for the call. Something's going on here. I don't know. I was lied to by my boss. It's never good when you when you get I'm lied to. When you get lied to by your boss, and I was lied to. Not only was I lied to by my boss, I was lied to by my girl. Everybody's in here. God only knows what Mitch Rosen is up to now uh, at this point in time. But I guess uh, we'll find out. I was told by my boss, Mitch Rosen, that he was going to Philadelphia for the day and." He would be, you know, in contact, but not really around. Half out early in the morning. I felt bad for him last night. I'm like, man, can you imagine getting up early and having to fly back home at night? Uh, that's what I thought was happening. And now instead, uh, Mitch Rosen is here uh, with some type of news yeah. with uh, our camera and everything else. So uh, hold on. Your microphone's not on. This is what happens when you come busting in. <laughs> and I, I don't know that you're busting in. Can uh, you uh, please get away from the board? Let Rami take over and uh, take a Leroy's spot for a moment, please. We're going to talk toy drive and something else. I don't think you want Rami to run the board, but I'll, if you say yeah. so, I think that's a great idea. But I'll move. All right, go ahead. I'm going to be very safe, though. Uh, Rami, I'm going to move to the other mic down there. Yep. Sparky, come on. It's radio. Move a little quicker, please. We're, uh, we're on a clock here. Mike's on? Yes, sir. Mike is on, Mr. Rosen. Oh, you're on that? Okay, yes. Yeah. That mic is oh, on. Good. There we go. Sparky, it's good to see you. Rami, we brought your girl, Sparky, with us today. Yeah, I see that. First, Thank you. Yeah, first and foremost, we want to tell our great listeners of the fan about the toy drive. What a great day that was in the 15th annual toy drive. And 
close to seventy thousand dollars in toys and cash good. was raised by this wow. uh, listener. It's a really good so, number. Wow, tremendous work by everybody at the radio station and all our listeners, and, and a great thanks to Children's Wisconsin. Blaine's Farm and Fleet, Annex Wealth Management, you know, great Midwest Bank, and all our great sponsors. So we'll have more details on that, but close to $70,000 awesome. in 24 hours. Just incredible. So, Spark, you know, you know, and our audience knows, and all your teammates know that over the last 15 years and since 2011 with Children's, you've really been the main driving force uh, behind the toy drive. So myself and Deidre from our marketing and promotions department and all your teammates here, you know, we've been trying to think, you know, how do we honor you and the radio station and the great brand of the fan? So we've been working on this for a year. So with the help of children's, yeah, a year. Uh, with the help of children's, a great, great uh, thing has happened in your honor. Um, we and children's are going to put a plaque outside a room of children's that will oh, last forever wow. and ever. Get out of here. With your name and the radio station. <laughs> That's crazy. And I'm going to read this to you, and this okay. will be put up probably in the next couple months at children's, Wisconsin. And here's how it will read. And first of all, children's wanted to say they couldn't, Jack couldn't be here uh, today, the president of children's. But yep. J- children's Wisconsin is so thankful for the continued generosity shown by Sparky and the W. SSP team were thrilled to recognize Sparky with the plaque in the Child Life Center. And here's what the plaque will say. Since 2010, Steve Sparky Pfeiffer has led the WSSP toy drive with unbound enthusiasm and dedication. Over the years, his efforts have delivered an incredible amount of toys for our kids and additional financial support for our mission. We are forever grateful for Sparky we're bringing so much joy to the children under our care. And that will last forever as much of energy and dedication that you've put into this toy drive for 15 years and hopefully for many years to come. And it's just a small token of appreciation from our audience, all the families and kids that you've helped over the years. That's so thank awesome. You. Yeah, I, I appreciate it. Obviously, you know, for me, it's all about the radio station. I don't think necessarily think it's about me necessarily. I mean, Rami Makhlouf is here. He's been here for years. Gary Ellerson was a large part of what we've done. And Deidre Kirkpatrick, she's been huge in doing what we do. And Will Fuentes, when he was here, was a large part of it. Um, I appreciate the honor. I think it's very cool. I definitely didn't see it coming. You got me. Like always, like he always does, always gets me. I, I had no idea this was coming, nor do I think I necessarily deserve the plaque uh, that we're yes, putting up do. there. There, yes, you do. But but it's it's awesome. I, I appreciate it. And again, thanks to everybody over at Children's uh, Hospital, uh, Children's Wisconsin. You know, Jeff Stewart's just a great dude, and you know he partnered up with this radio station uh, when we did it, um, and we went to him and said, hey, we want to partner up with a charity, and we'd like to do it with you. Um, and he was down for it. Sure. Let's see what happens. And we always tell the story that first year we were out there, you know, for a week, uh, and they were expecting a box and we filled up a small moving truck. Um, so right away exceeded expectations. Um, and then we just kept raising the bar every year, year in and year out and all the way up to COVID where we had never gone backwards really. And cash and toy donations every year it got better and better and bigger and bigger. And every year I was like, well, that's nice. It was a nice run, but we're never going to top last year. And Rami would tell you. And every year by mm, Thursday, I'd be freaking out and mad at the world because I was like, we're never going to make it. We're never going to make it. And we got late pushes every year to make it. Um, and then last year, uh, obviously not what we had hoped for or expected. This year with the fire stations, uh, and thanks to Steve Wilding and the fire stations for stepping up this year because y'all were huge, uh, a huge part and piece of the success this year because the numbers you're telling me, it's over 70000 That means we did somewhere in the area of forty, forty-five thousand dollars in just straight-up toy uh, donations, which is uh, as much as we did last year in cash and toy donations. And none of that would have been possible had we not had toy drop locations right. and, and the fire departments for doing that. So, Steve Wilding and the fire departments, thank you so much for doing that. And uh, Mike McGivern, this is his heart and soul uh, as well. The toy drive that we do each and every year, and uh, yeah, but, it's awesome. It's amazing, and hopefully, we can continue it for years to come. But but Sparky, it all starts with you. Your dedication to this, and your efforts, and your passion. Um, just every day, uh, all year round, this is on your mind, and it's about the kids. Mm-hmm. And what you do for this is incredible. And our great partners, like I mentioned earlier, and people at Wendy's, like Sheila. And Gina and everybody getting behind this great effort is incredible. But I've been in this business a long time. I have not seen 
anybody as dedicated and passionate um, like you are um, in something like this, um, that, you know, this goes directly to kids and it puts smiles on kids' faces. And, and that's what your efforts do. And to have something like this that will last forever in a children's hospital like this is um, just be proud of what you do and, and what this brand and what this radio station does. You know, so, the, the crazy part you. the crazy part about it, Mitch, is like when we started this, I was cold and lonely, man. I, I worked. That's all I did. I didn't have a family or nothing like that, right? So, but it was still a big deal because you would hear the stories of the people that come out to the toy drive and they'd sit in your tent and they'd tell you about their son or daughter and what they, ever, what they went through. Bubba Fight, our guy Dawson, uh, we hear that story every year. That's huge. I mean, the kid looks at his doctor and says, thank you for saving my life. And everybody in the tent almost lost it that day. So that's what it was all about. But then, you know, you have your own kids. You have a family like I do now. Mm-hmm. And now you th- picture, okay, my kid's in there. How big of a deal is it? Matt Regatius, our old producer, uh, he, he's gone through stuff w- with with one of his kids. And him texting me and going, don't you ever quit that toy drive. Like, it's huge seeing the smile on my son's face when he got that toy. And he, too, cold and lonely back then as well. Uh, and then when you have kids and you see it actually happen, it means even more to you then than maybe it did even back when we started the thing. Yeah, it, it's it's a wild ride, no question. And thank you so much for the honor. Thank you so much for the plaque to you, Mitch Rosen, because I'm sure you were probably the catalyst on this whole thing, and Children's Wisconsin as well, uh, and everybody. And, you know, we, we'll just try and make this better year in and year out like we always do and take it from there. And, Mitch, I knew he was going to try and, like, deflect – you know the the appreciation and and the credit and everything and he's he's right it's a team effort it is from him to you to to me the all the other hosts the producers the people who go out and collect the toys it's a huge team effort but this dude right here he's the head of the spear on this effort no and it it doesn't happen without sparky this thing goes back Three program directors ago. It started with Ryan McGuire. Did. Tom Parker came in. Sparky yep. said, we got to keep doing the toy mm-hmm. drive. Tom Parker retired. You came in. Absolutely. He said, we got to keep doing the toy drive. Yep. And nobody, nobody puts more into this mm-hmm. than this dude right here. I hear from Sparky in January about the toy drive coming up right. next November mm-hmm. and December. You know what I mean? Yep. And he's always the one to light a fire under you. Hey, make sure you're doing this for the toy drive. Make sure you're doing that for the toy drive. It doesn't get done without without Steve Spark. He can deflect all he wants, but he deserves this honor and and then some. I can't say enough. And you know, Sparky's passion and fire it can rub people the wrong way. But the same way it comes out with anger about the Packers, <laughs> it's just that's the same passion that goes into this toy yes. drive. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it always comes from the right place of wanting things to be right and perfect and as good as they can be. And he puts that into this toy drive Year round, man. Year round. I couldn't be I couldn't be prouder of this dude. I told you I wanted to be here for this. Thank you for letting me be here for this. But Sparky, thank you for everything you do. Yeah, dude. dude, you're the man, as always. And you know, you were gone for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. And before he left, I remember the last toy drive that he did because that was the top secret uh conversations Rami was having with everybody like John McLaughlin and all these other guys. Hey man, dog, I'm leaving. I'm going to Minnesota. I'm gonna miss you, man. This was... But this has always been your favorite week of the year. It's always been my favorite week of the year. I know I can speak for Gary Ellerson. It's his favorite week of the year when we do the toy drive. Uh, And so everybody everybody else's because you get to meet your listeners. You get to have that interaction. You get to see families grow up. You know, God bless Santo, uh, who passed away earlier this year, watching his kids grow up Mm -hmm. and being a part of that. There's no toy drive. Not only are those kids not getting the toys, and that's what the main objective is in all this, but you don't have kids buying toys for other kids. And so many families have started traditions because of our toy drive of you know kids going to Blaine's Farm and Fleet, picking up a toy, coming back, dropping it into our box, and every year it's a thing, and it becomes a family tradition, and that's cool, man, to see kids grow up and be fortunate enough to still be here yep. uh, and not at another radio station or not working somewhere else and through this, uh, this whole thing is truly remarkable. And again, thanks to everybody. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you very much, and thanks to our listeners, too. Uh, for everything they contributed uh, throughout the 15 years and beyond. And we can't wait till next year. And, you know, maybe next year we'll be outside live doing a live broadcast somewhere if things are safe. That would be awesome. More than anything, uh, Sparky, thank you for everything you do every day, not just the toy drive, but all the efforts and passion you put into your job 24-7. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you, Baron Rosen. Appreciate it. So what are you going to talk about now, Rami? Take a break, Rami. What am I? It's still your show till 3. I thought I'm done no, now. I thought still, this was no, you get the still, plaque and you're done. No, you're still working. So now you want me 
me to come back over there not, on the board I mean, that's again. up to him. I don't think you're off the clock. Right, that's fine, that's up. He's right, the boss. Right, I'll come right. finish the show. More of Sparky's right. Midday yeah, yeah, yeah. Madness right, right after this on 1250 AM The Fan. All right, welcome back. Sparky's Midday Madness interrupted for whatever that was that just happened. You know, Magloff. You... <laughs> Man, <laughs> what do you mean? Listen, whatever that was, that was, that was that, amazing. What just that, happened? That, That's that, what that, that was. That, that was amazing. That was amazing. Yes. They just dedicated yes. a room to you at Completely. Children's Wisconsin, right? So I to, can, 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 toy drive. can I be honest with you? What I thought yeah. was happening. So first they they all come in, right? And Kay is here, right? My girl's here, and I was like, oh, this all right. So Kay, Mitch is talking about man, you know, got everything you've done for the toy drive in 15 years, and man, what an incredible thing. I was thinking to myself, man, they're going to send us to Disney World. This is going to be cool. I'm going to get a week in Disney World. He's going to send me on a vacation to Disney better World. better than Disney World. Like, I thought, like, maybe there was a limo outside waiting to take us to the airport. We're going to Disney World. Congratulations, Spark. Good job. And I would never in a million years have guessed a plaque inside Children's Wisconsin. I mean, that's crazy. Forever. For, for forever. eternity. For the rest of time. Steve Sparky's name will hang. Way better. Halls. Way better than any trip, vacation, or anything else you could have done. Like, I, I'm still... Um, that's really cool, man. And well I'm deserved. still blown away by well that. Well deserved. That's, Congrats. That's crazy. Because like you said earlier, I mean, three PDs this has been through. I mean, it, it's it's been going for a long time. 15 years running. And, you know, people like Annex Wealth Management... Um, have been with us since day one. Blaine's Farm and Fleet, Great Midwest Bank has been with us for a long time. Uh, so many sponsors have been a, a part of this. And obviously, all you all, the listeners, uh, have been used to this. Because without you part- participating and, and making money donations and, and buying toys, like there's just no way. I'll tell you right now, if this thing would not have gotten off the ground like it did, this thing would not have lasted 15 years. Like if For we sure. Were, if we were collecting a box of toys over a week, right? that would have been the end of it. I mean, like, this isn't worth doing for a week for all a box of toys in. Uh, because of your generosity, um, that that's why this has been a successful. So, well, like I said, like Aaron so Rodgers is going to win another MVP. And he, do- he doesn't win that MVP unless, you know, they're having a really good season as a team. There, aren't, there aren't guys in the MVP race who are on, like, a, a 2-13 and 13 team right now. Unless you know you're what super I mean? special and do something that's never been done before. So it, it is, it's a Correct. good team we got here that Huge. pulls off that toy drive every year. No Everybody doubt. that you just listed off. But yes. to quote Kevin Durant, yeah. you the real MVP, Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Please don't ever put Durant with me ever again. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, okay, so the question is, is this. How big of a deal is it to you that the Packers won – the NFC North, 414-799-1250, 414-799-1250, 414 I've let you hear from Matt LaFleur. I've let you hear from Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I've let you hear from Adrian Amos. How about a little MVS now? I mean, obviously, we're going to celebrate this, you know, this accomplishment because that was our first goal, you know, to win the North, um, and then reset and, and do it all over again because um, we got – you know, a good football team coming into Lambeau trying to, you know, knock us off. So we got to keep that rolling so we can have this whole thing run through Lambeau. Okay. Can we talk about that for just a second? I just don't know if it matters. I really don't know if it matters if it goes through Lambeau. I really don't. Because, again, yes, the Packers have been very good at home this year, right? No question they've been good. But at the end of the day, is it – like the Favre, Leroy, Lambeau mystique, is that really in play at this point for the Green Bay Packers? They haven't lost at home all year. They're 6-0. and zero. They're the only team uh, in the National Football League undefeated at home. Did you know that? The only undefeated home team is the Green Bay Packers at 6-0. and zero. And odds are they're going to win their next two, and they'll be 8-0 and zero, uh, at home this year. But think about that for a second. Does it feel like they're unbeatable at home? You know, back in the day with Leroy and Reggie and Brett, they felt like they were unbeatable at home. The problem is they kept ending up having to go to Dallas, and that screwed everything up. But they felt like you're not beating them in Green Bay. That's just not a thing. And to me, that all kind of changed. After Vic came in and beat them in Green Bay, I felt like the Lambo Mystique kind of just kind of went away a little bit. And I don't necessarily know if they ever got it back. Part of having a home field advantage and having a mystique is what? Having a dang good football team. That's part of it, is getting that done. They've got a really good football team. So good that I think if they have to go to Tampa and play, they'd win. This year, I'm talking. If they have to go to Dallas and win, they'll beat McCarthy's Cowboys. If they have to go to L.A. and play the Rams, they'll beat them too. I'm telling you, 
I don't think they're going to get beat in the playoffs. I don't. I think they're that good. Sam in West Bend, you're next on 1250 AM, The Fan, Sparky's Midday Madness. Sam, how big of a deal is it to you that the Packers won the NFC North? You know, Steve, I, I don't, it's really not a big deal. I think, like you said earlier, to me, it's, I was only worried about the seed. I want, I want to be the number one seed. I, I agree with what you just said, though. I think this team is the best team in football, and I don't think it matters where we play. If we're playing our brand of football, there's no one in, in either league that could beat us. But that being said, I like the week off. I like people getting a little healthier. Yep. Uh, we don't know what's going to happen in the next few weeks, who's going to get dinged up. So that, that week, I think, is huge. And there is something to be said about playing football uh, in January in Green Bay. And we know how to play that kind of football. So uh, it was m- almost an afterthought, to tell you the truth. And I think that comes out of being somewhat spoiled, as you also said earlier. We, we expect it with this team and Aaron Rodgers. But it changes, though, Sam, when Jordan Love becomes the quarterback. Oh, then, then the division becomes a big deal again when oh, Jordan yeah. Love's the quarterback. Sparky, if, if Jordan Love is quarterback next year and they win the division, it would be like winning the Super Bowl. Yes, <laughs> I agree. Totally. There will be a celebration. If he wins the division as starting quarterback his first year, it will be a party. Yes, I totally <laughs> Without agree. A Without a doubt. <laughs> no question. Thanks for the call. It sounds nuts, right? Because, again, two things. One, because of the salary cap held that they're in, the roster is going to be different next year. Because it's going to have to be, because they're going to have to be under the salary cap. So that's the first part of it. The second part of it is, most of this fan base doesn't think Jordan Love can win four football games. Nonetheless, a division title. So if he comes out and wins a division title next year, if he ends up being the starting quarterback next year and Rodgers is playing in Denver or wherever he ends up playing, yeah, it's going to be a big, big deal. Because then a lot of you are going to have to eat crow on your Jordan Love takes. A lot of you are going to have to come with some humble pie, probably to Gunnikun's and be like, all right, maybe he saw something that I didn't see. Maybe Jordan Love is better than I thought. A lot of that's going to have to be said. Some of you will matter if he wins the division title. Some of you will not not fess up to being wrong until he wins a Super Bowl, which is fine. I can get down with that. No problem. Some of you will never let it go. Because you'll say you wasted a whole draft on the future instead of trying to win a Super Bowl when you were still in position to win a Super Bowl. That also is fair. But it all depends on the situation as far as what is important with your team's success throughout the course of the year. It's, it's, it's all completely different. It's just like setting goals for yourself. right? If, you're a, uh, if you lift weights or whatever else, you and what you lift... Uh, and what your goal is is going to be completely different to what I lift and what my goal is. Completely different, not the same things. If you lift a, a ton more weight than I do, and you're bigger than I am, so of course you, your goal should be higher weight to be lifted, no question. And that's kind of what this is, right? I mean, you, the Packers are this big, gigantic dude at this point. Everybody else in this division is probably like my size and trying to figure out how to get bigger. Got a long way to go before you can catch up to the Green Bay Packers as long as 12 is the starting quarterback. That's just kind of how it is. And I don't think that makes us the Packer fan base spoiled or anything like that. I don't think that's it either. Hey, no matter your favorite sport, the place to be for great food, fun, and playing your uh, own favorite indoor games is Q Club of Wisconsin. Plenty of TVs to watch the games on while you play your favorite indoor games in their huge entertainment game room. And settle down to some awesome food from loaded burgers, wraps, wings, plus their Wednesday and Friday fish fries piled up with all the extras. Visit their Facebook page or QClubOfWI.com for menu and weekend live entertainment updates. Q Club of Wisconsin, North Grandview Boulevard in Waukesha. Sparks Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The Fan live from the Lakeland University Studios with online learning in seven locations throughout the state. Learn on your terms. Lakeland.edu. Don't forget Big Show tomorrow. Ross Tucker, 1035. Our Odyssey NFL Insider, Ryan Wood of the Green Bay Press Gazette as always on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 1106. And then Pete Briscoe friend of Leroy Butler's, a great writer over at CBS Sports. He'll join us at 1235. Love having Pete Prisco on. Big fan. Reach out to him this morning, and he was happy to do it. So looking forward to having him on. And we're working on some bigger name guests for Wednesday as well. As far as fantasy football goes this week, it will be on Thursday this week. 
We will have a show on Christmas Eve. Toby Altizer hosting the big show uh, on Christmas Eve. But we're going to do fantasy football on Thursday as it's still Christmas Eve for Ian Harditz, and he'd rather do it on Thursday, which makes all the sense in the world. So Thursday, 1 to 1.30, will be fantasy football Thursday with Ian Harditz. Hashtag Big Fantasy. Uh, any questions you may have for him between now and Thursday uh, at 1 o'clock. Rami Makhlov joins us again uh, to tell us what's coming up on his show uh, in a, just a few minutes. Hi there. Hi. How are you? Uh, peachy. On the show this afternoon, Sparky, um, should that win over the Ravens have been that difficult yesterday? Should that have been that hard? Am I being negative? Against the backup quarterback? Is that what you're asking? I mean, it was was not just a backup quarterback. They they were signing cornerbacks off their practice squad during the week because COVID hit hit their hit their roster so hard. So I want to talk about that. Gary Ellerson, you know him. He'll be here at 3:45. NFC Championship, NFC North Championships. They they mean anything anymore to anybody, or is that just that's what we were just doing? Yeah, you were just talking about that. Is that what you were just? Yeah, I mean, does it does it mean anything? I don't think it means much to Packer fans. Do people go out and get T-shirts? But if it's no. Are those sellers at all? No. Like a Dick Sporting Goods or wherever you get But again, gear. like we were just talking about, if Jordan Love is the quarterback next year and they win the North, then I'm throwing a party. That's different because expectations will completely yeah, change. Yes. When Jordan Love is the quarterback, expectations with a lot of people will be four or five wins. So if he goes and wins the North, A, Bears fans are going to cry, uh, and, and B, then everybody's going to realize, okay, I'm, I'm done inside. Th- this dude's pretty good. I don't cry about the Bears. I'm done inside. Can I play off of that for one second? Sure. Since you're top brought up crying? Yeah. Uh, a great story up at odyssey.com. I would love if I would cry. That would mean I felt something. Uh, and maybe Plucker or Sam can put this up on our website. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a survey out uh, conducted by lineups. More than 2,000 fans were asked around the country which teams have the saddest fans that are most likely to cry over their team. Mm-hmm. Who do you think the number one fan base was voted as mm. most likely to cry hmm. over a loss? Cowboys? Yes. Oh, wow. Did you see this, or were you no, guessing? just guess. That was just a guess. The New England Patriots were two. The Bears made the top ten as the ninth fan base most likely to cry. The Packers are the third most likely fan base to cry. Really? And as we have Dan Plucker here, the Lions are the seventh most fan base to cry. I guess I'm going to disagree. When you suck that long, you're not crying over anything at this no, point. No, you just get used the to only, it. Yes. Yeah. As a Bucks fan, right. that's how it was for years. You don't yeah. cry. You cry if they win, maybe, but you don't cry over a loss. Like that's not a thing. Cleveland is six again. Another horrible franchise. That team has to give you hope. There's right? just no way. I don't cry without a little bit of hope, Correct. and then having those hopes and dreams crushed. There has to be expectations exactly. in order for you to cry on a loss. Right. 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 Yes. Yeah, we both agree. Okay. What else you got coming up? When was the last time I cried over sports? I've never cried over sports. Never. No. Not even when you were a little kid. No. Really? Never, not once. I remember the first time I cried. I don't cry a lot, though, in general, so that's not a big surprise yeah, for most true. people that know me. You didn't even break for a second when they named a room at Children's after you. No. Like, not even a, not even a half a second of emotion from you. No. <laughs> no. It was awesome, though. I mean, don't get it confused because I wasn't crying that day. It doesn't mean it's <laughs> right. No, me. I know. I, I know. Mean, how many people can say that they even have just such a who thing you like are. that? Like, that's, that's just, just, I was, I thought it's just maybe. crazy. When I was thinking about coming in today for this day, I was like, maybe. I felt like you had a better maybe chance today. of crying than I did when you were talking Probably. about me. Probably. I felt like yeah. you had a better chance I, at that I, point. I, yeah. It started. Yeah. Uh, it sounded like it. I thought maybe, just maybe. You yeah, know what I mean? Maybe your heart would grow three sizes. No. But very grateful, very honored by to have Mitch Rosen and Children's and everybody. Uh, put a plaque outside of a, a room or on a wall somewhere uh, in Children's Wisconsin in my honor. It's amazing. I can tell you the first time I cried over sports was uh, when the Bears traded Jim McMahon. I was like eight, nine oh, years old. I was so happy. When they traded him. I, I was, was even more disappointed that the Packers signed him later. I don't remember my dad laughing about that. I remember me crying that they traded Jim McMahon and my dad laughed, like getting a real kick out of that. That you were crying. That I was crying. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> Your dad seems to be that. Yeah. Yeah, and your mom was probably confused by what all was going on in general. I don't get why you're crying. Why are you laughing at our son crying to begin with? Like, this says more about you as a dad than it does him as a son. Yeah. Yeah. And then the, probably the last time I cried was the, the I don't, I hate to characterize it this when way. the Colts but it, beat the Bears in the Super Bowl? No, this is oh. the way people know it. The Bartman incident was probably the last time oh, I cried. That was amazing. That was one of the happiest moments of my life. <laughs> oh. I was at the Boathouse. In Kenosha, my buddy Newberry, Jim Newberry, um, we were there watching that game. 
I don't remember why we were there. I think we were just there drinking and eating and whatever and watching it. I believe that's where we were when that Bartman incident happened. Oh, my God. Mm. That was hilarious to me. But y'all acted in a completely horrible way towards that poor dude. I mean, Agreed. That, that poor dude. Agreed. My goodness. Yeah, I agree. Mm. There's mm. no defending mm. some of the stuff that went on there. So, Granted, it was a moronic thing to do, but he's yeah, in the heat of the moment. I mean, mm. again, guys make mistakes. People make mm. mistakes in the heat of the moment. I mean, he's not totally off the hook, but was, there was an overreaction. Kevin Holden, CBS 58. He'll Crunchy. be here to talk some Packers. He was at in Baltimore at the game. 4 30. And uh, we'll hear from Matt LaFleur at 4 45. And much, much more fun and festivities on the Rami Show on a Green and Gold Monday. I would like to do some type of travel segment, I think, with Kevin Holden every week. I think that would be fun. You know, I was thinking about him today with the uh, – is there winter ball going on with the lockout? There is still winter ball going on with the lockout. Uh, there? there was. It's over now. Oh, okay. All right. It ends before Thanksgiving. All right. So it was over before the lockout started. Gotcha. All right. Yeah. That's awesome. I've never been. I've always wanted to go down to Arizona for that uh, fall ball because uh, you see all the top prospects – a lot of the top prospects for the different teams – um, I was all over that, following that uh, throughout fall ball, all the Brewers prospects. You never cried over sports? No. Never once? No. Not even a tear of joy? Bucks won a championship, nothing. No. Wow. No. Wow. Mm-hmm. Hmm. You think there's something wrong with your tear ducts or your emotions? <laughs> Which one? No. I, uh, I did not physically cry with, like tears running down my cheeks or anything like yeah. that when Jackson was born. Uh, I oh, had- if we're talking tears of joy, when the Cubs won the World Series, I bawled like a baby. Ugly cried that, t- that day. See, but see, you you cry over movies, so you're really a very emotional dude in general. Hey, man, those like Marvel you... movies are very emotional. <laughs> yeah, right. You think he's joking. He's not. Dude cries over everything. Really, he does. Yeah. What was the last? What was Have the you last seen non- Guardians of the Galaxy two? What was? If no. that doesn't make you cry, I don't know. I don't. Something's wrong with you. If Guardians no. of the Galaxy two does not make you cry. No, right? I saw Guardians of the Galaxy one, not two. Mm. Um, but uh-huh. real quick, yeah. what was the last thing you cried over that was not sports related? Um, couldn't tell you. Couldn't tell you. It's probably, been that long. It's probably a movie or a TV show or it's something. It's been that, that long. I, that I shed a few tears. Oh, I thought for sure like something like yesterday happened and you may have no, cried. No, So it's been a while. Yeah, but it was probably a movie or a TV. I'm not, I'll cry, man. It's back when we worked together. No shame you were in always that. on me about not crying in movies and stuff. Ain't no shame in, in shedding a tear or two. Oh, y'all can cry as much as you want. It's good for you, too, yeah, without just, a good cry. Just don't look at me. I expect it's going to happen this way. All right, coming up next, Rami Makhlouf, the Rami Show straight ahead. Might cry today. Will there be surprises on his show today? We'll find out next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t